What's up? What's good? What is up? Garden Report. Celtics schedule. The entire NBA schedule is out. They're going to play all 82. They're playing. They're playing every team twice. Everybody. Playing every team twice. Some at least twice. Just as many games at home and on the road. Uh, it's a really crazy schedule, you know. Uh, you know, all of these things just unexpected. I didn't expect them to play the same amount of home and away games. So that's what um, we we did learn that. Uh, well, Bobby here. went through. Bobby went through game by game, and he has his. He's going to take us through each game and and predict a winner and a loss. So we'll know exactly <laughs> where they're at by game eighty. That'll be a half power. Yeah, we can <laughs> we can do that. Hey, it's it's hey. mid August. There's an interesting quirk to the schedule, one I really haven't seen before. I don't know if you guys have with, like, the way these home and road trips are lumped together. It's kind of a wacky schedule for the Celtics this year. So we, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but I don't know. So let's let's get into it here. We, <laughs> Hold on. Let you, me take a look at it. <laughs> you're starting the season with, I believe, a seven-game homestand in November, followed by – or what? I think it's six – it's already, home already wrong. How's it line up? It's it's a massive clump of home games together in November. Okay. I, I, was November. I was hoping you looked games. at the schedule. End of November. All right, Jesus, we're getting off to a hot start here. End of November, they play five straight into December where they have their sixth straight home game. So, yes, there is six. So, six straight at home. And then six straight on the road. But that's their yeah, – I mean, part of that is their West Coast trip. Like, that happens all the time. You know, they go out west, they play a bunch of games in a row. That's in December this year. Yeah, I, I, it just seems like a normal schedule to me. Um, That's you know, normal? I mean, when they go they out play, west, Bobby, you know, they go down the east, they go down the west coast, you know, they play four or five games and then they come back. Sometimes it's broken into smaller ones. Sometimes they do all of California, you know. Like um, the Texas Triangle. You do the Texas Triangle, you do the California Triangle with Oklahoma City, you know. I mean, right. those are pretty normal. They're going um, Brooklyn to Toronto to Phoenix to San Francisco. Yeah, that's yeah. the being on the road for two prior East Coast ones is a little bit weird. But I mean, again, from a mileage standpoint, you're still not far. Um, you know, you're you're going from East Coast to West Coast and then you're out there. But I mean, nothing here to me was like, oh, my God, this is a crazy. What was it? 13 back to backs. Yeah, I didn't really look at the back to back. Those usually even out across the board. But I, I just found. I just found the front end. So they're going to play, you know, the way it works out, well over half their home games in the first half. And then I think like 60% of their games uh, from January on are on the road. So mm-hmm. things are stacked up in a, in an odd way. Again, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It's just weird, a little different to me, the way everything's clumped together for them. But, you know, you'll have a seven-game homestand there in December. That's going to be fun. Uh, right through Christmas against the Bucks. Got the Clippers on that homestand. Yeah, so you got Sixers opening night. That's a fun one. You know, it's Celtics Sixers is a nice little. That's an awesome game. opening night. Yeah, I mean, that that's what everyone wants to look at. Opening night, Christmas Day. You know, when do the Warriors come to town? You know, you pick a couple handful of players that you want to see in Boston. You know, Ja Morant. You know, Le- LeBron. All these guys that these are appointment television or appointment see them in person type players. Um, those are the games that people are are looking for. Um, so you got you got Celtics Bucks. We heard about that yesterday, um, Christmas Day, third slate. So I think you can get the, um, you know, you can wake up, you know, wake up. That'll be a good post game slot for us. Yeah, get a nice little brunch in if that's your thing. 
that's what you know, we do. An, we do Christmas brunch. Maybe an yeah. early, you know, an early dinner if that's if that's what you know. Sometimes you do. You might have to sneak in dinner at halftime, folks. It just might be one of those timing situations. If if you don't get it in early, it's going to be a quick run to the kitchen. You know, make your plate, scoff it down, and get back to the get back to the TV. Um, you'll probably be feeling a little buzz by then, a little Christmas buzz after some eggnog and, you know, maybe a mimosa. Yes, I, wouldn't mix, I, wouldn't, in August. I wouldn't mix the two of those, but well, this is Christmas day game. I mean, it's the NBA and Christmas day are like peanut butter and jelly. I know the NFL is trying to hijack it now, but I think when I think of, um, when I think of the sport that goes with Christmas, it's gotta be the NBA. Right. I mean. They're doing uh, NFL. Is NFL Christmas Eve or Christmas now? I think NFL squeezes yeah. way on the Christmas as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're trying to take some of the shine, but yeah. So you, Which you they will the it's the NFL. As far as quirks go, it's actually a pretty balanced monthly breakdown uh, in terms of games. It's not like one month where it's like, holy crap, they're playing 18 games this month and only 13 in another. So it's actually fairly balanced. Um, back-to-backs, everyone's like, dude, I mean, the initial reaction, this is the funniest thing to me. As soon as people see the amount of back-to-backs they play, everyone thinks it's a lot. And then you were like, yeah, it's actually two fewer than you played last year. And then everybody calms yeah. down. But Some nice played, ones, too. They played it's 15 hard, uh... last year and 13, uh, uh, 13 uh, this year. Um, it's also one other thing I noticed. Um, the second half of the back-to-backs – only six of them were played against teams that made the playoffs last year. So it's rare you're running you're, – you're only running into tough, tougher opponents, six mm-hmm. out of those 13, which is a little bit better. And a few of those back-to-backs are not the home-and-away sort of ones. Um, quite a few of them are back-to-backs where you're already on the road. Um, so it's not as bad and, as being home-and-away, right? And even some of the uh, – like the road – the back-to-back roads can be tough, but in this situation, I mean, you got a back-to-back Clippers-Lakers. Okay, so you're not exactly. not, not moving. you got another back-to-back Orlando-Miami. These are, you know, these are the road back Those are easy, but, right. Easy. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, yeah. you're just kind of just taking a – either not traveling at all or, you're, you know, taking a what? A, a, a puddle jumper from – Taking from one route one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, Chicago, home in Chicago, then away in New York. Okay, I mean – that's yep. nothing crazy. You got a couple home to, home and home back to back. So you got two Brooklyn, Toronto, three double home games. Um, Orlando, uh, Charlotte, and then Toronto to close the year. I love that. A lot more series this year. I think that's good for content. I think that's obviously good for both teams. You get a I little like series, series action. Too. I yeah. I've yeah that baseball style. They did that two years ago during that COVID season, and I thought it was awesome. You had some Pacers series. You get a couple podcast guests on from the other side. It's really fun. It's like a playoff feel almost during the regular season. Yeah. Four Saturday games in January. They play every Saturday, which is kind of rare. They don't play a single Friday game in January. That's a quirk because they're a Friday, you know, NBA typically a lot of teams are playing Friday, especially the Celtics, but because they share with the Bruins and the Bruins have that Tuesday, Thursday spot slot a lot. Uh, so it's kind of interesting to see them with no Friday games in January. Uh, if that's something that, that gets you going a little quirk for you but yeah not gonna lie not much of this gets me going because ultimately <laughs> you, you play like i said you, <laughs> every, you every team plays the same schedule you play them and so nothing nothing here is so out of the ordinary where you feel like they got disadvantages different than a football schedule where you're like 
holy crap, you know, the bye weeks in week yeah. five, and you got five straight, four out of five road games against playoff caliber opponents mm-hmm. in December, you know, uh, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, weather's a like, factor and, like, all that well, stuff. Well, yeah, you don't play everyone either, so everyone's schedule strength's different. But, you know, with the NFL, you know who you're playing before the season ends and the schedule comes out, and the mm-hmm. placement matters, as Jimmy said, home and away. Playing in Miami in September is way friggin' worse than playing in Miami in December, even if Miami's not a good team. All of that stuff matters, um, you know, uh, right. in terms of, you know, makes a big difference Uh <laughs> as far as re- your record goes where one, you know, one win or two wins are obviously can be the deciding factor between making the playoffs and not, or uh, doing whatever. So uh, it, it, basketball is fine, but people, as Jimmy said, they get geeked up about the dates. The national television stuff is super interesting um, because they're going to mm-hmm. get a lot of them. Uh, so already, you know, the positive aspect of it is primetime Tatum. You're going to get, you know, Tatum on national TV, you know, people are already talking about more MVP consideration because people are going to be seeing a lot um, of him or a lot of them um, on national television. That's what happens when you make it to the finals. Um, you know, personally, we talked about this. It doesn't make much difference to the fans, does it? National TV or not, it's a, it's a, it's a. Bad Depends where you are. If you're in Boston, it doesn't really matter. If you're in LA, could be helpful. Wait, yeah. what was the question? It doesn't. I mean, it's fine. It matters to the players. It's a sign of respect, you know. It matters to the players, though. Any players that play better on primetime, you know, we're not looking at a Rondo situation here. You know, anybody who likes the big lights, uh, you know. Somebody somebody would crunch the numbers on that, I'm sure. But I can guarantee you, I know this for a fact. Players know when when the TNT, when ESPN, when those cameras are in in the arena, when when they come to town, they get up for those games just a little bit more. A big matchup. It's not just the opponent. It, it it matters to these guys that they're the featured game of the night. You know that's that's important. And I I mean that's not just the NBA. I think that's any sport, any 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 competitor. When there's extra eyes on them, they kind of get a little more geeked up for it. So there's there's something to that for sure. I don't know specifically how these players are going to respond to it. I wouldn't say there's yeah like the net. We we always joked about national TV Rondo. I guarantee you that that was that's real. Like Rondo got got up for those games and. Um, you know, there might be some players on the on the Celtics that that feel that a little bit more. Maybe Jalen Brown this year with with you know Donda Sports, you know, around him, he's going to show up in uh, you know the, the the Yeezy gear and all this stuff. Who knows? He's going to yeah. be wearing those slides. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of it's going to depend on how much hype there are for these games. Of course, who's playing in them? Are guys actually available for them? Last year, I can only really remember a handful of games that had big-time hype, regular season-wise, going into them for the Celtics. Like, that Grizzlies one stands out to me. Uh, the Nets one, certainly, when Kyrie would come into town. Maybe that Heat one during the win streak. But, you know, regular season, there aren't events quite like there used to be due to load management, due to relative equal competition across the board in the league now. Like, I don't know. There's not a lot of games that you just have, like, a playoff feel for. KG Knight certainly did against the Mavericks. So there were a handful last year, but ultimately you don't end up with a ton. You almost wonder if they could kind of gear the schedule towards some better matchups. I know they did a rivalry week uh, in the schedule as well. So there yeah, are so get, the, so get the Heat and the Lakers in rivalry week. Yeah, so I didn't even know that. I didn't know they did a rivalry week. They're going to do the mid-season tournament eventually, I'm sure. So they're overdue for a little bit of a regular season shakeup, break up the monotony of it, uh, because I don't know. 
they're they're really like John. How many games were you pumped for last year, regular season wise? Zero. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> no, meaning like a game is a game. It's not like I can't wait to play these guys, especially last year with the Celtics. You were like, you spent your time obsessing over whether or not they were going to come out and right. you, play well. You know, they, they spent 40 from, games, 40 games looking like, I mean, 40 right. something games looking like dogs, you know. And then, so the it wasn't the opponent, it was them. That was the obsession. So it was hard to get up for a team because you just didn't know how mad you were going to get at how the Celtics played. <laughs> It really was. And then in the second half, when they started playing well, it really, again, didn't matter. It was what you were hoping for in the second half was um, to feel good about, you know. Like there was like a Raptors hug- game in the second half. That, yeah, that but it wasn't the team. It was the measuring stick. You know, that's what I was more into right. there. Um, we're going to bring in the professor, A. Sherrod Blakely, here to give his take oh, on the schedule breakdown. Dang. Sherrod, let's first check out and see if your mic is good. It's wonderful. Yes. Oh, it's amazingly it awesome. Yep. Loud and it's clear. Amazingly awesome. Yeah. Amazingly Thank you. awesome. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, you're not getting an A. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. well tell, tell us your thoughts, more. Professor. Um, you know, well, the, where, uh, if there's anything about the schedule that pops for you. Well, I, I think it's, it's going to be really challenging in ways that uh, right off the that when you look at that you know they that early uh east coast trip and then you look at the kind of bizarre trip that be you know that road trip where they begin in like brooklyn and then they wind up in like phoenix or something that's what like i that. said I mean, Gerard. it's a weird it's, schedule it's, it's it's the kind of schedule that you typically find teams like sacramento uh, New Orleans, uh, you know, teams that typically are lottery teams. It, it felt like a lottery team kind of schedule. Only in that uh, particular I, stretch. The rest of it, I thought, yeah. was fairly normal because, like I said, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty balanced. It's not more, it's not more back to backs. It's pretty balanced in terms of games per month. There are a couple mm-hmm. of travel oddities, and that being one of them, right. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But I, I love the fact that, you know, they they talk and, you know, and I say they, I mean, Eme, I mean, Jason, Jalen, Grant, all of them talk about the importance of getting off to a, a fast start. Uh, they're not they're going to get a chance to not only get off to a fast start, but do it against some of the better teams that they're going to have to basically knock out to get back to the finals. You're talking about Miami open up against Philadelphia. Uh, they, they're playing some quality opponents sooner rather than later. So they don't have the, the luxury of just kind of easing into the schedule. They're going to be challenged from the jump. Give us their, I know Bobby knows this right out of the gate. Give us their October record. O- October, October and November record. They got six games at, in at the end of November. What are they going to be? Oh, they're going to have, I think they're going to have a 62% winning percentage. 22 games. So that's like 14 and 8-ish, I want to say. You're the, you're the that professor. sounds about right. That would be about right. I like that. I like 14 that. And eight. I feel good about that. 14 and 8? Is that what you said? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Bobby's got so a higher than that. I have a better question. Well, he's got like, like, like 20 and 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go opening night opening night against philly that's a is that a win that's got to be a win right At yes home? that's a win that that's, that's a, win. a win and then what you that's lose you you lose the second game in miami yeah i think you lose okay. a close one okay 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 yeah you should only have one loss it's a sneaky tough stretch to open in october there then you get into november and it's the knicks and that grizzlies one's tough but 
don't know. Yeah. You got a handful of gimmies in there. Big home stand at the end. That's some tough teams, certainly. I think 14 is probably a safe bet, Sherrod, if you're just you know playing it fair and even there. Uh, but you should have Washington games. You should have Charlotte, Chicago. You're a better team than and I could Sacramento. see the Celtics. Really, I could see the Celtics storming out of the gate, like you said, Shrod. They're emphasizing that hot start. They want to leave room for rest and whatever they need to do midway through the year. Any injuries pop up, like they are, they're going to come out storming. I think, especially after a Finals loss. Well, and the, the schedule, I think, lends itself to them doing that. Because think about it, it. You open up against Philly, which will be a tough game, but you should win that one at home. Then you got two days before you play Miami, which will be the toughest team you play in the month of October. Back-to-back against Orlando, you should be able to handle them. Then you get a day off before you have to face Chicago. And then Cleveland, which was one of the surprise teams for a large stretch of last season, you got three days off before you play them. And then you wind up the month with Washington. I mean, I don't think anyone would be shocked if they opened up 6-0. and um, yeah, they, they've got the schedule lends itself to that. But November is going to be, I think, a little bit tricky. I mean, they've got games basically every Monday, Wednesday, Friday of the month. Um, so they're literally playing every other day. You're going to have some slip up. And that doesn't include weekend games against like the Knicks, Detroit, I think Washington. They play them on like a Sunday. Uh, so they, they're going to. Yeah, I think November is going to be a little bit tougher just because the schedule is lends itself to not being conducive to uh, just getting enough respite in between games. Well, what did we say last year? It didn't It didn't matter who they were playing. It was how they played. And how does Tatum get off to it? Tatum was dreadful to start last year, if we remember. Smart, couldn't hit a shot. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot mm-hmm. of <laughs> slow starts individually across the board that piled up to lead to some blown leads there and all the disaster that John mentioned a few minutes ago there. So... I, I don't care who they're playing. They're the, you know, they're the prohibitive favorite in the league right now. They should be able to this beat anybody what's on any given night. That's what you got. The eighty-two about. Then? Yeah. <laughs> we got to change the name of our thread or just keep it. But the. Yeah, um, all right, quick timeout just to tell you about our sponsor, our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to the market odds and lines. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting props and futures so head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code clns50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit once again that code is clns50 receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts the Celtics. that's the interesting thing about the celtics what's different about last year uh is the expectation is when you look at a schedule, and again, I know basketball's not NFL, where you can actually look at a schedule and be like, I think, you know, you know, 11 and 6 is a perfectly reasonable expectation here. And you can probably guess a lot of teams' win-losses and who they're going to beat. Pretty close. Not exact. But you can kind of get it. Like, these are gimmies. Here's the toss-ups. Here's the ones you should lose. You know, basketball is different. You're not going to win every game against every single team that you should beat. But the Celtics are going to enter almost every single game, theoretically, as a favorite. Um, and so any loss early in the season is going to be frustrating because you're a friggin' NBA Finals team. Um, and so they're going to be judged at a much higher standard where even lost a loss to Miami on night two, people are going to be like, 
Ugh, you know, you start the season 0-2, which isn't crazy to think that it's possible against Philly and Miami. People are going to start getting a little, hey, what's up with these guys, you know? So let's, let's yeah, start back to last year. Expectations are real. Let's start back to last yeah. year. If you were looking at these teams out of the gate, it's like Knicks, bad loss, Raptors, smash them at home, beat the Rockets. Beat the Hornets, but bad loss to Wizards. Bad loss to Wizards again. I mean, they were they were horrible to start last year. Do you remember that? Yeah. Team? So like, it's you not about go the back games. Here. It's not about the games. And the I don't opponent. want to do that again. It's how they yeah. play. I don't want to ever relive that. Well, so you know, this is something we talked about in the playoffs. How much of the old Celtics return? Right. You wor- you worry about that sometimes with them, especially on the offensive end of the floor. Do they have all their turnover issues figured out? How's the smart Brogdon dynamic going to work? Rotations, all those different things. They have some questions to answer, and we know they'll be great defensively. They- they've got that down. But offensively, this team still has questions to answer, I think, and stuff to settle out uh, to get back to being that number one team, remember, this team was number one the final stretch of the season on offense. Yeah. That disappeared in the playoffs. Yeah, but they were number one despite having an offense that, if we're being honest and real, had limited options. Uh, and they addressed those, I thought, this offseason about as well as you could possibly do that with adding Brogdon, uh, who's a utility guy that can play both guard positions and can score, getting to the rim. Uh, and you add Danilo Gallinari, who is has a, he's been a high 30s, low 40% three-point shooter his entire 13-year career. So if I'm the Celtics, I mean, you're going in confident not only because you got your core group back, but you, you filled a couple of pretty significant holes in your roster from a year ago that, if we're being honest and real, factored into you not getting those – Two much-needed wins to get a championship. I think this will be a factor, too, here. And I agree with that, for sure. Teams will be gunning for the Celtics a little bit, especially Miami, especially Milwaukee, those teams that probably are a little frustrated that they lost those series. They ran in control at one point. So, yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. I'm excited for those Warriors rematches. Those will have some buzz. I don't know. Who are you most excited to see, Jimmy and John? Like, what team are you more excited than any other to see the Celtics play? It's always the Warriors for me. I mean, that's, that's Warriors amazing. is always a vibe. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely I like that's the like Grizzlies. A, Look, if, I love if, if you're a Celtics um, fan and you go to one game, I would pay a couple extra bucks to make it a Warriors game. It's just different, definitely. That's gonna be um, a big, big ticket. The Memphis game ended up being a total dud this year at the Garden. Um, you know, they, they well they Jha, smashed them. They smashed yeah. them, and and Ja was yeah, really right. bad early. Finished with a big stat line. But they shot. He was. He was. He was uh, invisible. That in the first time. the Celtics. That stretch last year where they won twenty two yeah. to twenty five, and they were just smashing everybody. And then Rob got hurt. That was unreal. Yeah. But, but John plays year, like crap against Celtics in general. I mean, his worst game was against the Celtics. Where he had like two points. Yeah. Um, so he, he had he, one of the worst thirty seven point game. games I've ever seen. You know, that second right. game, he ended up with 30-something, and uh, he, he was a non-factor. Most of that stuff was late, empty calories. But I was like seeing yeah. that. You know, I like Minnesota can be a fun team. They're interesting this year, too. I love Anthony Edwards. I love, love Anthony him. Edwards. Love I him. do, too. Well, those yeah. are the teams. He's got you swagger. You mentioned this earlier, John. Teams like that probably got shortchanged a little bit in the national TV so conversation. I, I, I didn't want to bash the Celtics on it because, I mean, I, I get it. You know, like not every team is – but they're they're 
you, you know, it was fun to watch them for, for us and for, you know, Celtics fans because you're emotionally invested in the outcome, but they're generally kind of boring compared to like some of those other teams that have hey. a little bit more pizzazz, you know, and like, like the Memphis, those teams are imperfect and they're sloppy, but that's kind of the beauty of it too. Um, and, you know, they have players that can do really interesting, spectacular things. Whereas the Celtics, a little bit of ISO ball, more of a jump shooting team, you know, even the additions here that they had, not high flying explosive types of players, you know, uh, guys who right. get it done, a team that wins with defense outside of Rob, you don't really have a lot of jaw dropping uh, players on the Celtics. Of course, Jalen can drop a highlight or two from time to time. Um, so he's got that in his bag. But um, they're like a they're a gritty team. They're a team that wins with defense, a team that wins with some isolation scoring, a lot of jump shooting. So for a national television audience, I can't imagine they're that excited to see the Celtics a, mil- a zillion times. You like to see Luca. You want to see the 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 flashy stars. You want to see Luca. You want to see Ja. You know, guys who just like you know do two or three yeah. things a night where you're like, Oh my God, you know? Um, and those are the ones that are fun. Um, uh, we might watch. not, but, but the Celtics, the one good thing about the Celtics and national television is how much teams want to beat them and how many, how many good rivalries they have. Um, they actually do have a lot of teams with whom they have a very, very, very competitive rivalry. And those games are fun team. They don't like each other. The Brooklyn's, the Phillies, the Milwaukee's Miami, all of those teams want to come after them so that actually that is in their favor because those games can get really interesting because those teams really want to beat each other they have familiarity they've all been facing one another in the playoffs Celtics just kind of you know knocked them all out last year so those games are definitely fun that's what I'm looking forward to I, I need I need anger and I need hatred amongst these teams that's just what yeah, I need that's the fun part yeah that's what I need and and like I just call me old fashioned, but man, I like every time I see, you know, player A taking pictures with player B from another team, I'm like, damn it, I get it. And I'm totally for it. I understand. I understand it's been happening for years. But if I'm a fan and I, and I just went to war with, with another team, just let me, just let me pretend that you actually hate each other so that I can, I can just totally buy into that and, and feed off of it a little bit. Cause that's the fun of being a fan is, hating the other team, right? And, and really just wanting everything to go in your way and, and wrong for them. So, yeah, you, I'm looking forward to those rivalry-type games for sure. You know what the problem is, Jimmy? The, the problem is, is that we are all spoiled by Kevin Garnett because Kevin yeah. Garnett was the – he embodied everything that fans wanted to feel in the offseason when they didn't win a championship. I hate every other team, every other player. I don't want anything to do with you. How many times have we seen Kevin Garnett, seriously, Ashley, in any type of happy-go-lucky situation with anyone? None. Not, let alone, uh, not even his teammates. Not <laughs> Anyone. Now After see it, the season ended. The season, right? Now you see it, but you never saw that in the offseason because Kevin was locked into, look, we didn't get a damn chip. I got to be better. I got to yeah. figure out. And I don't want any distractions with that stuff. I don't want anyone to get any ideas that I'm cool with. Charles Barkley or Michael Jordan or Chris Bosh or Just any of those. No, I don't want to hear. Yeah. No, but now you, I mean, you got guys who you're showing up at the weddings, doing the, you know, doing the All selfies right. at the wedding. Well, no, I want to get into rolling that. by the blunt station, rolling by the blunt <laughs> station on the yeah. way. And I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, are you talking about I, the summer of Tatum? Hold on, hold on. We're going to get into that. We're gonna <laughs> the get summer into of that. Draymond. <laughs> yeah, I know. Summer of Draymond. But we're going to get into it's. You know, Jason Tatum is in the club. It's his first team All-NBA summer, and he's enjoying it. 
hobnobbing with other elites right now. Um, So that's what we have. Yeah, Yeah, we are going to talk about that a little bit. I got a couple. We got to pay some bills, though. Give me two seconds Um, here, guys. I'm trying to think about any last points about the schedule, but I don't think I did. I think for me, it's not... it's not so much teams. It's more like there's certain players that I really want to see in person. And right. like, that's right. why I look at the schedule. Like, right, when's this guy coming to town? When's this guy coming to town? Like, I, lo- I love watching Luca play. I totally. love watching. Yeah. Luka I mean, play. like, yeah, everybody, I think. And, and, that. and for, for the average, for the average fan who obviously doesn't have the privilege that we do from time to time to be, see these guys up close. You don't realize how big Luca is until you're like next to him. Near him. Yeah. He's totally. a grown ass man in every yeah, sense of the probably. word. Um, I mean, he can play bully ball anytime he wants to in this league. Uh, yeah. You know, he's only going to get bigger and stronger as he gets Did older. Did you see the picture of him? The skinny picture? Which, skinny Luca? From abroad. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Skinny Luca. I got to see if that's real or the, not. Is it? I don't have it. There's a Skinny Luca pick out there. Well, last I'll be year playing in two weeks. <laughs> last year, yeah, was they fat, said he was. Remember? He was 275 well, he was. and Zion was uh, 315, they were saying, or something, maybe 325. <laughs> I mean, you, must, you had your two starting defensive tackles in the NFL right there. <laughs> my must see in person players right now, based on seeing them all in person, I would say Steph Curry lives up to the hype. He's just awesome to see in person. True. Joel Embiid, he's just a beast. He's just like, when he's out there, I just feel like he's just above everybody in terms of physicality and just the way he plays. LeBron is still on the list for me. You got to see LeBron in person. If you haven't, you just got to do it. Um, you mentioned Luca. Uh, there's one more that I'm blanking on right now. But Tatum, right? Not Ja. Rob. Ja. So, so I haven't seen Ja in a couple seasons, so I, I can't even really date. I'm sure that he is awesome. Ja person. is one of them. That left hand actually think you last Now that I think about it, I haven't seen him in person. I haven't seen him in person. So I can't. I think low key guy I love to watch is Anthony Edwards. We talked, we touched him earlier. I love watching him play. I I think I saw him him play. One guy I'm keeping off my list, John might know them. Giannis. Keeping off your list. He's off my list. He's not on my must see list. He's just not. I know he doesn't. I love Giannis. He's been dating this boy for years. He just doesn't do it for me. I'm just saying this. He's not must-see in person. If you want to watch a guy he's go so, He's so head, great he's, that he, his greatness is like – it's just average to you at this point. He's got point. the extendo arms. Exciting. He's going down slams. He's blocking guys. Come on. He's Generally one of the most speaking, exciting players there is. No. No, no, no. I still enjoy watching. This guy Trey kicks Young. over the floor. I'd rather see like oh Trey Young. Trey Young? Yes. Throwing not up even, jump oh my shot, God, Rex. Yes. Come on. Oh, my God, yes, Trey Young. Are you nuts? Dude, it's not even Trey Young, oh Trey Young, Trey Young, Trey Young has one of the day. best offensive games in the NBA. He's yeah, so dude. Oh, uh, it's Dipsy Do passes Bobby, his half court shot Giannis. at You've seen Giannis. He just drives Did to the Did he just say Dipsy Do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just Dipsy Do, Dunkaroo, baby. It's not a knock on Young. I know he's an unbelievable player. I just don't. He just doesn't really get me going. You know what Durant's I mean? a good one. Go I love watching Durant. How about we? We should we should see some more Durant in in right. Boston this year. Can we? we <laughs> I, oh, I tell make that happen. We're going to talk about a couple of different things. I don't know for sure, uh, including as we said, the summer of Tatum, um, which is something uh, that's been interesting. Summer and of I, Tatum. We're all just well, watching. And, like, and yeah, and there's some stuff. And hold on, I want to. I want to do something. Get this Would bill paid. Decline a wedding invite. What? Hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. First, we want to tell people about Athletic Greens, and right now, I'm very confident everybody in this Garden Report is using it. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't tell. 
I'm using it literally. I'm uh, every day, and it's been two weeks now. Here we go. Uh, sure. And I really do enjoy it. Uh, I've been uh, since kind of like my last vacation. I've kickstarted myself back into a healthier uh, overall vibe, and I've used Athletic Greens uh, as okay. part of hey, that. So I'm, I, I can good. attest. I saw right? John at Patriots camp. He's looking great. Right. I thank you, Bobby. No, I mean for real. I've wow. been I've been on this I've been on this kick for a couple of weeks. Uh, I think it's excellent. If you guys haven't checked it out. Um, and again, I know we hear it. Some people, oh, well, whatever, blah, 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 this and that supplement. Look, you're spending a ton of time right now. I guarantee everybody, if you're health conscious right now, grabbing, you know, this supplement and this thing on the shelf and blah, blah, blah. And you're probably spending a ton of money, you know, picking and choosing and doing, you know, oh trying God. a bunch of different things. This is a one-stop shopping, 75 high quality, quality vitamins and minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients. It supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging. It's literally everything that you're trying to do all in one. One yeah. teeny scoop, small cup of water, bang, three bucks a day. <laughs> Done. That's it. That's all you have to worry about in terms of health. You don't have to go take a zillion other vitamins and supplements and a million other things. It's all there for you. It's a widely endorsed product by a ton of people uh, in the healthcare industry and in the uh, you know entertainment industry. Uh, lifestyle friendly. Doesn't matter what diet you're on. Keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, gluten free. Um, all of that stuff. Better sleep quality and recovery. Mental mm -hmm. clarity and alertness. Um, Energy. And, yeah. Energy. energy get the um get the immune system i mean get the get the bowels right too you know like you want to get your gut health going in the right Jimmy direction and bowels. yeah and the thing i'll say is this people say this sure. all the time it costs less than three dollars a day if you're investing in your health if you take this and again you go buy one kombucha and it's friggin four bucks okay <laughs> i know you know four or five dollars for that so seriously and it's, it's not a quarter of the amounts of vitamins yeah. and everything like that Right. And, and, and no, I mean, you're taking that for like probiotic health. Don't yeah. do that. Do this instead. Trust us. Um, go check it out. I don't know if you guys have anything specific you want to say about it um, in terms of having used it, but we will tell Tastes you the good. deal is athleticgreens.com slash garden free one year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. Um, so we do urge yeah. you to uh, check it out. Uh, and as I have this. Been, Give it a shot. Just give it a shot. You're not you're not buying a year supply of the whole thing at once. You just give it a shot, either whether it's a one time or a one month. Yeah. And I guarantee you, you guys will like it. You'll eventually notice a little bit of a difference. It tastes fine, honestly. Honestly, it tastes fine. It just goes down the hatch, and then you go on with your day. Right. You know. That's and it. Uh, what what we will say, it's been a long time coming with this, and I've promised it to you for a while. Um, if you if you get it. And you send a receipt to me, DM me at John underscore Zanis. You get boom. Is that the shirt? <laughs> wow. Wait, we're finally seeing uh, a shirt. This a garden report look. phenomenal t shirt. Okay. That shirt is wow. phenomenal. I like that. Can I get one? Jeez. What do phenomenal. I do this is going to be great. Okay. That is so, going to be great. They're all For buying. Real. They're all lying. They're, the promo code is racking up right now. I feel like my face. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. 
Yeah. No, Bobby, we want to sell these shirts. No, we want to sell these shirts, Bobby. (laughs) We're going to sell the shirts, but we are going to give them away if anybody supports any of our sponsors. We have another sponsor as well we're going to talk about later in the broadcast. You you support either of these sponsors, uh, and we will send you a free T-shirt. I promise you that. There are some people out there who have uh, uh, already sent me some stuff. It's priceless. they're coming. We're sizing the T-shirts right now. We only had XLs uh, in the last T-shirt, so we're going to be getting different sizes, and we'll make what? sure we send those out. Not in this version. In the in the last T-shirt that we had, uh, it was that. So phenomenal the last T-shirt we had. Don't worry about I it, Jimmy. Oh, the Maxwell one. Either. Yeah. Oh, the Maxwell one. Okay, yeah. We're gonna need. You some guys should do a pop-up store meet and greet. We are talking about doing that at a Patriots game coming up during the season, okay? Um, doing a little pop-up tent uh, at one of the Patriots games down in Foxborough. So that is possible. We might have some merch there, and we might do a little garden report meet and greet for any of you guys that attend Patriots games regularly. Somebody just mentioned that. So that would be something a Celtics that like game, wouldn't that make sense too? Huh? Wouldn't the Celtics <laughs> game make sense? Yeah, but Celtics game, here's the problem. <laughs> One, we have to wait a month for it. Two, Celtics games oftentimes people are kind of rushing in. Whereas the Patriots mm-hmm. games is a hangout situation. So oh, if you're we'll get a tailgate going. We're gonna mm-hmm. do a little. We might do a little okay. tailgate, and you can come meet us, and we can hang out. So we'll right. give you some details on hey, that. Jimmy and Sherrod will be on the Delete tailgate. Delete some beers. Yeah. Get into it. You know, Look at this guy. Just going to the game. Justin used to be an XL. He's a freaking medium now after Athletic Greens. Go get some. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Good All right, you. John. Time to rip. Time oh. to rotate him. Justin, unsubscribe ahead. and then resubscribe using the co- garden code. No. Okay. So I'm not going to tell people how – here's one thing I, I never do. Um, I don't tell people how to feel or how to think. Like, I'll never be like, you should boo this guy. You should not boo this guy. You decide what you feel. You'll just I know drill it into I, our heads until we have no choice. I know what I think. And, <laughs> I know what I think and feel. So I understand when some people see this, Jason Tatum Wait, hanging trigger out. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Kevin Durant. By the way, um, shout out to our guy, Brad, ha- Brad Hampton. Yeah. Okay. Who's that? Okay, cool. Shout out to him. He took the photo. Okay. He's a okay. fan of the show. Thanks, Brett. Oh, really? What? That's Brett? our guy, John. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah you, who's that? Come on. It's a guard What's he doing man. there? Wait, am I supposed to know that too? What's up, Brad? He's, he's, he takes photos of Tatum. He's the Oh, I know photographer. Brad. I know. He, I'm sorry. I didn't know he took that photo. I know him. John, how many Breads do you know? Just wondering. <laughs> I forgot that's what he's called. He's one of the guys who works at the Garden. He came up. He, and he, he works he, for the Celtics. Yeah. He introduced himself to me. He works for the Celtics. I'm during one of okay. the play, during during one of the finals. We should games. have that's right. on, We should have him on the show right now, explaining the picture, the situation, all this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so let's, let's just. Anyway, so that's out there right now, and this is out there right now. Yeah, this one, no, this one actually joke. bothers me way more. I can't explain that. This one bothers me way more than the workout. I, listen, guys work out all the time with other athletes. The timing of it is what is the is the part we'll get into. It's just very bad timing for this one. Yeah, let's just talk about this one first. All right. Let's talk I, about this one first. Superstar athletes, regular athletes, like, they, they yeah. work out together all the time. They've got, you know, there's definitely like some group techs going on or there's agents. There's, there's guys, they all have the same shooting coaches and stuff like that. They're in the same area. There's a shoot around. There's a pickup, whatever. We've been seeing that for years and years and years. No problem yeah. at all. In fact, I'm totally fine with it. I just think with everything going on right now, it's just, I don't know. 
it's just like the optics. It's the optics. It's all about the optics. Jalen Brown's in Boston doing his, um, you know, charity and his camp and, and, you know, all that stuff. Jason Tatum, I think was at a wedding. So I'll let that slide. But the fact that he's shooting around with Durant with in the middle of these rumors, I don't know. I just feel like it's tough. It's the opposite. So here's here's the thing. You oh. you, you want to work? Go ahead, Sherrod. Uh, why is he shooting? Why do we have any pictures of him shooting around with Jalen? Anyone seen those at all? Yeah, I mean that's but one thing. I think so. Here's the thing, though, Jimmy. You you you're working under the assumption that that Jason Tatum really cares what other people think. Um, it really doesn't matter. It, it, it really doesn't matter what we think. It's what he knows. If he knows that, yeah, I'm just shooting around with Kevin Durant, but there's no way in hell that, you know, Brad is going to carve out 40% of our scoring uh, roster for the 33-year-old Kevin Durant and, and send him to our rival, a team that's going to be trying to kick our ass for years. That I, I, I think Jason Tatum is at a point where – all the stuff that we're worried about, he ain't worried about because he has, he knows, he, let's be honest, he knows more of what's happening on with that organization than we do. He does. And he's acting as if he does because if he were worried about the optics and things like that, he would make, he would have told Brett, don't take this picture. He would have told him and strictly instructed, do not so take this picture. That's what confuses me. So the Celtics are in an interesting spot right now where their story has been the Nets are putting this rumor out there to boost the price we haven't had serious discussions as the globe reported a day or two ago here this is just does that make sense to you though this is brooklyn using us it makes sense as an explanation here the problem is if that messaging's hitting you over the head and undermining your team and maybe making Jalen feel uncomfortable here i don't think the celtics have done an effective enough job shutting down the room okay you're not having serious conversations about the rant. So all of a sudden this picture is floating out of here, you know, with all due respect to bread working for the Celtics, that picture's out here of Durant and Tatum showing. And it could be nothing. Like you said, guys work out all the time. This stuff happens, but that's being blasted out while every single day, the Garn report, ESPN, the radio, everyone's talking about Durant to Boston and boom, Tatum, Durant, chilling on instagram that's what i'm saying optics like what do you want to do you wait you're here saying that we're not talking about durant these aren't serious conversations and then boom look durant potato bobby i've said this before they're not going to talk about every rumor because that sets a bad precedent because then they have to acknowledge it because then in the event that they don't that means that it's true so you can't deny because then you have to deny all right but if you're not going to do that don't blast out durant and tatum I, so I, if I find it interesting, but I agree with Sherrod a thousand percent. I agree with everybody in principle, in theory. Of course, you can hang out with other people. Of course, you're allowed to be yeah. friends with people from other teams. Of course, these guys work out together and play with each other and work out and have tra- they have the same trainer, they have the same agent. There's a lot of that. Of course, in this day and age, it's totally different than it was. I'm not taking this angry boomer mentality. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. We're talking about. What Jalen Brown thinks. We're talking literally about what Jalen Brown thinks right now. If he's in a good headspace, the Celtics are talking to him and everything is totally fine, then he's probably totally fine. Uh, And then really it's not an issue. But how can a bunch of people in this thread and in, in, in this chat and in different comments 
through the course of the season, say things like, you guys are so disrespectful to Jalen, he's going to leave. So you think what we say on this show is going to upset Jalen Brown to the point that that's going to make him leave Boston? But watching Jalen Brown, I mean, watching Jason Tatum shooting baskets with Kevin Durant at the height of these rumors where you feel disrespected by them right now is not going to bother him at all? Which is it? Does, does, Does stuff get to him or does it not? That's really the only issue. If it doesn't, then it's not an issue. But if for whatever reason, Jalen Brown is like, wow, that sucked. Why is that happening? And why are you guys posting pictures of it? Is that, you know, I'm just twisting in the wind here. If he thinks that right now, then it's bad. That's That's the only thing to it. Otherwise, who gives a crap? They can all hang out with one another. If there's no trade rumors, no one's getting mad about that stuff. And no one's saying it. It's just... It looks weird, and if it if and if it's settled, if it sits weird with Jalen, then you've created a problem for no reason. So credit to Tatum and Grant for actually taking questions on this. You know, the only two guys that have hit on the topic from the organization so far. Sherrod and I were at and I were at Grant's camp appearance last week. He got asked, "What do you make of the rumor?" And I'll defer to you first, Sherrod. What did you make of his answer? He gave about as good an answer as a guy who's not directly involved in those trade talks could give you. I mean, he Grant. Listen, the thing about Grant that I, I I've come to understand is that he understands kind of his place in the whole basketball pecking order. He's a role player. He knows that. Uh oh, we lose him. We lost him. Yeah, I think we lost him. But yeah, that. that well, oh while Sherrod gets back, while Sherrod gets back in, let me just play it. I have Grant's soundbite. This is Grant the other day when Bobby was talking to him at uh, at that shoot around, uh, whatever it was that he was doing. Yeah, it's a significant rumor. Something that you want your best to take take like with a grain of salt. You know, you um, I feel like JB's in the mindset. And he knows that, and I talk to him, texting him. You know, give my you know job as much as you can. But it's those things that it's the league, it's the business. Um, one of those things you can't really surge by because it's not that we don't like it's not like I feel like we love JB everyone here in Boston everyone on the team so same with and it, it kind of shows how much how valuable he is you know the fact that top 10 player in the world like you're the focal point like I, I like it's one of those things I remember back in the day with Al Jefferson and KG it's like it's one of those things like you're just like oh dang like Al Jefferson like but it's not even like the difference I think JB is amazing I think he's going to come and approach it even better he's going to take it for like a, a competitive mindset too so if it doesn't work out which I don't know what it is or not. I don't know how I'm not involved in them those processes. But uh, I think that he's going to come back with a, a chip on the shoulder. I love that because I know how JB responds. And he's going to be very, 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 very secure. He's secure of himself and secure of what he's going to be. So I don't want to splice. I don't want to parse every word. I know people say good answer. Look, if it doesn't I work, I, I, here's the thing. That's a good answer if you're trying to say nothing. It's not a good answer if what you want to do is fully endorse the player on your team. And if it's the player – so it's a fence-riding answer, which is what kind of raises Bobby's suspicion. It's the same thing Jason Tatum said. I don't have control over it. What, what people want to – right now it is very clear on Twitter polls, general reaction, every single thing that we had, majority of Celtics fans do not want to make this trade. They do not want to give up Brown for, 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 for uh, Durant, Durant, which means – Every single thing that is said and done 
by the organization, by players, by anybody right now, if you don't want to trade Brown, should be designed to make Jalen Brown feel like they don't want to trade him either. If the thing is, well, if it happens, I don't have control. But if it doesn't and Jalen comes back, I'm sure he'll be fine. If you're Jalen, again, and the point is to feel wanted, that doesn't make you feel wanted. It's like, you know, again, you know, we want to talk about it. Like, you know, hey, do you like that guy? You know, saying to your wife, like, oh, he doesn't even like me. It would never happen. No, I want you to say, no, I would never be with him. I only love you, honey. But when she starts saying stuff like that, you're like, why aren't you just flat out saying you don't want, you don't like that guy? Like, that's well, what it sounds like want. you're not very confident, John. I mean, if you're a confident guy, you're not worried about the other. You're not but, but worried again, about the other what guy you want to hear, if you're Celtics fans that don't want Brown oh. traded or if you're Brown is, the, the right answer to me is, no, man, why would we ever, and I think Sherrod's in the waiting room here, why would we ever want to trade a guy like Jalen Brown right now. He's 25. He's an all-star. He's an ascending player. He's one of the great stars in the league. We were two wins from the title. Run it back, baby. I, you know, look, if something happens, we'll live with that too. But right now I want to go to battle with the team we have here. That's your answer. It's not that hard to say that. And you're not going to insult an incoming player. You throw full support behind the people you have here. And then say, if something should happen, look, that's the business of the NBA, and we're all grown men, and everyone will deal with it. But we love JB, and we want him here. It's not that hard, but nobody said that yet. They're talking in circles around it, and Tatum did the I same got, thing. I got the perfect John relationship analogy here from uh, <laughs> uh, the man Mo Kehi on Twitter. Yeah, This would be yeah. being rumors that your girlfriend was cheating on you, your girlfriend being seen with the rumored guy, and you being like, Nothing to see here. In fact, my girlfriend being with the guy she's rumored to be cheating on with me is, is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and really, I mean, that, that's on the Tatum picture, and Jalen yeah. picture yeah. stuff. Yeah. Look. So on the, grand, on the grand answer, I get three things. One, that they're talking to Brown. They're discussing this internally, which is something Tatum really went to lose camp there. Two, they're not in the loop, clearly, with the front office. I don't know if this is true, unless they're just posturing here and saying that they don't know what's going on internally in terms of Grant here. And three, that's the big one, John. Where, Where's we want Brown, we don't want to do this, we want to run it back. You know what this reminds me of? It's not that hard. That's what I mean. The right answer is not hard. Tatum Everyone's coaching it, it. And, the, and the team is too. These aren't serious discussions. Oh, it, it hasn't expanded beyond. The athletic reported that the Celtics offered Brown, and they can they can describe that any way they want. Oh, we picked up the phone, his name appeared in the talks, and this and that. Like again, that could all be a hundred percent legitimate. They could be being used a hundred percent by the net after leverage. But all they had to do was to shut this day. Not interested. Boom, <clears throat> down, and they could. Just come right out right now. Anyone you guys have talked about. We already told you, you why they aren't going to do that. But they're not going to shut it down. But, but, but the already players, said that. Second of all, the, second the organization of all, will, can I get a word in? Say something. Go ahead, Jimmy. Wick, Wick went on whatever the show. I think it was um, – I don't want to get it wrong. Dan Roach. He did an interview with Dan Roach. And sports he pretty final. Much, yeah, sports final. Thank you. And he pretty much said what Bobby wants him to – what these guys say is that, you know, we're excited about the team we have. We're really close. We're, we, we, we think we can run it back, and we have a championship contending team. That's from their owner. Now, I know that that's not, you know, 
And that was actually in reference to a Kevin Durant type question. The interview is out there. You guys can watch it somewhere. Um, so I think that's about as close as you're going to get to what you want to hear, Bobby. Like John said, they're not going to dispel every rumor, but it's almost like the same idea with like recruiting in the NBA. Teams can't do it, but players can. A player can go out there and, def- and defend and shoot down rumors and say, we want, we want our guys to stay more than, you know, that's a lot more normal than a team coming out and saying it or a spokesperson for the team. So that's kind of what John's point is. And I would agree with that. I mean, if these guys really, um, really want to show hundred percent their support, they might come out and say it. You know what it reminds me of two seasons ago when Brad Stevens was under fire and we said, has anyone came out and supported Brad Stevens in a while? It's all just like, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and beating he's around the bush. Nobody, he's our coach. You know, what, what, you know. <laughs> but there's but no Jimmy. support. And then what happened? Brad Stevens stepped in. Yeah, everyone's like, "Yo, Jimmy, John, why are you guys creating controversy?" Right. Boom, Brad gone. Brad out. Brad flat out said, "Yeah, I lost the room." You know, and we were saying, "It feels like you lost the room." You know, right? Go ahead, Sharon. So where where was that support then, and where is that support now? And maybe they are texting Jalen behind the scenes and like, "Hey, man, like this is bullshit." That's the key. Well, well, see, here's the thing, Jimmy. Here's the thing. The the Brad analogy, I I would rock with you except for one thing. Brad was clearly on the downside of his role with the team. Jalen, conversely, is on the upswing. Yeah, but that's not quite it, Sherrod, because it would be like if it was Brad or you had Popovich in his prime waiting in the wings and could you make that swap and get him in to be your coach. You weren't talking about... You know, if it was Brad for a serious upgrade, it'd be a different story. We were just talking about getting Brad, period. So while Jalen might be on the upswing, you're still talking about an upgrade over him. You are, but you're talking about a short-term upgrade. I agree. Uh, I agree. And and I and I think if you're the Celtics, it's like, wait a minute, are we do are we really at that point where we want to make short-term go all in investments for maybe what two, maybe three-year window, if that? where we've got a team where our core is under 25 and we came two wins away from going to the finals and we're bringing them back. And we had two major weaknesses. We didn't have a stretch big off the bench. We didn't have someone else who could actually be a playmaker. And we addressed both of those in the off season. What is, and, and plus, and I think Jimmy, you may have either you or John touched on this earlier about Tatum. How is he going to deal with being second fiddle again? Because he's not going to be the alpha if Kevin Durant comes right. here, he but, will not. And so it, 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 to me, I, I, the one thing that I worry most about more than anything else, forget about the town. I worry about the team dynamics of this group. And John, I think you touched on it about Ime. Ime has been a clear and undeniable. He's, Ime is running this shit. He's running this shit. I'm and glad you, you, you either, brought up Ime, Shra. And I, do, I don't know how Kevin Durant is going to tolerate or deal with a guy. I mean, he, Ime knows what he's doing. Um, but they have a history. He's not a he's, Durant, Exactly, and they do have history again. I've heard Ime say foot on the line five times. He coached Durant. He knew talent brought the Brooklyn Nets to in 2021. But, I wonder where Ime's at on, on this. But what, right. here, here, here's the thing that I think matters most is um, we're trying to play detective here, okay? 
because right now the reports are weak. Uh, with all due respect to the reporters that are trying to figure them out, but a lot of it is noise in the sense of, you know, something where Durant is going to retire and then Durant tweeted out like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And another saying that the Celtics are front runners, which again, and then another that same day saying that the Celtics haven't even talked to the Nets in weeks. So we're trying to parse together off of things like vibe and statements and what teams are saying and what people aren't and what's happening out there in tweets and small little stuff just to get a, a true picture of what's happening. It's hard to figure it out entirely, but I think if you had to make an educated guess, I think the safest thing to assume right now is the Celtics absolutely would do a Durant for Brown swap if the price came down and they didn't have to throw in a lot of stuff. So right now, Jalen Brown knows he's twisting in the wind and there's no way to make him feel better about it because you're not going to flat out tell them there's no way we're doing this deal. If they knew they weren't doing this deal, they could say, you're right, Bobby, Jalen Brown is untradeable, you know, or, hey, you th- know, when people think what's going on, John, Maybe what's going you on? could say Boom. it if it was a 0% chance, but yeah. what's really, hap- I think really what's happening is I, and again, tell me if you guys have a different vibe. Brown is available, and they would do a Brown for Durant swap if there weren't a ton of other things involved and if it was on their terms. If it was that initial deal that was reported with Derek White in a single first-round pick, they would do that. And I think they will do that, and I think they still might do that. And I think that's the reality of the situation. So right now, I nobody's think I'm there talking with you, anything. John. People are not talking things into existence. I think this is this is continued to be a story because it's a game of chicken. And it's not that the Celtics are insisting on winning a trade. It's that the Celtics have drawn a hard line in the sand and say, I will trade these players for Kevin Durant because I think it will make me better. I will not give you any more than that because I think it will make us worse. It's that simple in their, in their estimation. They are not desperate to get the player. And the reality is, it seems like nobody is on the terms that the Nets are setting. So for and- their price, they will do it. And so that's the reality is, the Celtics will trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant if the price came down with the parts around it. I, I, think, see, that's I think that's where I'm see, at. I, I think where the Celtics are at is they may not even need to include Jalen Brown. When you look at some of the other packages that teams are putting together, and I think that's why if you're the Celtics, you're just sitting back and you're not going to say a damn thing so, because you're thinking is that you could potentially – pull what I call a Danny Ainge and get the guy that you want without having to necessarily give up the pieces that the other partner that you're working with is seeking. There was another, to to that point, Sherrod, I I can't remember who said it. Might have been a Bleacher Report report, but it was an anonymous executive. And the exact quote was along the lines of, if you're calling the Nets and not at least going to the table with your second best player what are you even doing here so it feels like that was in a direct response to the celtics being like what if i gave you smart and horford and three first round picks does that do it you know or something in that vein a team's pulling guys off the table and saying like hey could be getting small get it i'm not even gonna do brown i'm gonna how about how right. about how about future assets and a couple of couple of plug and play but you hate right that now. john you hate that trade because you don't want to trade future assets you i would do if you're not giving up a star i don't want to give up star and i would give up three picks i would give up the five first round but it's not happening and any two players if, if gotcha. it wasn't tatum or brown if you didn't have to give up tatum brown or rob the nets could pick 
any package of players and picks yeah. and you do that deal. You don't even think yeah, about yeah. it, right? But if, the Jets if the would never do that. that. Yeah, if the price gets like to that. It's like an Al Horford type deal. Miami, like Hero yeah. and Toronto yeah, can be like Of course you do that, but the Jets would never do that. Yeah. Yeah, you. Right. it's still Durant at the end of the day. Like, his value is not going to dip to a point where that's just sell them for spare parts. Like, they have right. to maximize on that asset. Won't. And the demand, the demand's going to be in a place where they'll get something significant for him. Because, you know, that's why they Harden have... Harden commanded seven first round. And you've seen it. Even Ben Simmons has got something of significant Philadelphia in the end. So, that's why they're the not... Nets are going to get a haul. The Nets are going to get a haul. It's just, is Brown alone bigger than any other collective haul that they could get? They're not yeah. getting Durant for nothing. And people no, here are mistaken. Go ahead, Sharad. Sorry. No, no, you got it, John. You got ahead. People I'm just are mistaken. People, Go ahead. Here, people here in the chat are mistaking this conversation as us being pro trade. We're not actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the majority of us don't want to do this trade in any form because I do think you are paying for past performance, and I think Dur- the cliff is coming for Durant sooner than later. And when and you're shortening your window. I know there's no certainty Brown signs beyond two years from now, but I think you're certainly closing your window shut in a couple of years if you make this trade, particularly if you do it on the Nets terms and give in future assets and another starter. I think that that's ridiculous, but I don't want to do it in any form uh, involving uh, Jalen because I just I I don't want to give up an ascending player for what's uh, that's that's going out. So. A lot of us are kind of in the same boat. I know Bobby was more bullish on it. I don't want people in the chat to think that this is advocating trading Jalen. It's just, where are the Celtics' heads at? And I believe their head right now is at, we will do this deal if it's for Jalen if the rest of the terms are ones that we feel comfortable with. Well, Sherrod brought, brought this up earlier, and I'm, I don't really know even what – I don't even know what I think about it, but the idea that Tatum would not be okay with being the number two guy at this stage in his career and all this stuff, I kind of think he – I don't know if he would be a number two. He might be kind of be like a one a situation, but I also think that the timing of it isn't the worst because he still is relatively young. Um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I know he's been in the league for a while, but it's not like he's, you know, 29 or something. And, you know, he's at the point where he needs to be the bona fide superstar number one on his team. Durant's at the age where he's kind of obviously, you know, he's, over 30 and he's, I don't want to say he's on the back end, but he is on the back end. Although he he's is, playing, he yeah. is on the back end. He is, but he's still playing at any I'll elite level. <laughs> right. So let's say you get a, let's say you got two, um, two more amazing years out of Durant. I don't think that like stunts Tatum's growth or limits his ability to be Jason Tatum. It'll make him better. To be honest. Yeah. To be honest, I was going to say just the, like the way Durant to- plays, ha- plays can't not be, can't not Tatum's help. one of the top 15 Tatum. most double team guys in the league. He wouldn't get any double teams playing next to Durant. You couldn't. But see, for him to be a great player, you have to go through that crucible of being double teamed so you can get better at it. This, to me, it absolutely stunts his growth because he has been built and groomed to be the ace, the king, the guy, that go-to guy. And when you get to the point where he's finally started to become a little bit more comfortable with that, evident by him being, what, first-team All-NBA? Now, all of a sudden, you're going to clearly put him in a different box, a different lane that's not nearly as prominent as the one he's in. That is going to take him some adjusting to. And the question to me is, is he comfortable doing that? Because I'm telling you right now, when you are when you're sitting at the throne 
and you're drinking and you're eating the grapes that the king eats when you're eating the food that the king eats and now all of a sudden you're back in prince status the way you were with Kyrie the way you were when Gordon was here the way you were when Al was was prime you know prime Al I don't think he wants to go back to being that guy reason I think not uh, the, the reason I I would I disagree is I think at this point Tatum would view it as uh, this isn't the best analogy but more of a two alphas rather than a 1a 1b I think he'd view it as Kawhi and Paul George we're two st- superstars I'm first team all NBA and you know and Durant is you know Durant and the two of us together and view it more as like a partnership rather than a I'm going to take the back seat for two years next we don't to have to guy. dream about but it I, we saw it in and the I USA think, and I think Durant and Durant and right exactly and Durant would kind of be that Durant speaks glowingly about Tatum and has for the last couple of years. He's not going to be coming in and being like, it's me and not him. I actually think Durant would probably come in here and be like, this is the guy who's going to be the star. You know, like, you know, I I don't think he's going to, I I don't think that would be the vibe at all as far as Tatum is concerned. I do agree with Bobby. It would alleviate a lot of pressure. It's really, it it is a lot about the the window Uh, and, and when, when that cliff comes, if it comes. But if it, um, well, hold on. Let's, we're going to talk a little more. We got to, we got to get one more of these and we want to tell people about calm. Um, yeah, it's calm. Yeah. It's calm. It's freaking calm. You can't not um, calm. calm down Sorry. comment section. We, we, everyone's got to calm down. We're not, we're, everyone we go to calm.com slash garden right now. If you're freaking out, just go to it. Poke around. I'm going to let, <laughs> I'm going to let, Jim, I'm going to let Jimmy do the calm read and then roll right into his point. Okay. Okay. So I'll start off by saying com.com slash garden can receive 40% off a calm premium membership. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but yeah. this is oh, nice. Yeah, yeah we, we can, can hear it, Jimmy. This is the great outdoors. Just put this in your surround sound speakers at, at, at your home. Close your eyes and just go out to the middle of the wilderness. Breathe in, <laughs> breathe out. Detach yourself from, you from the world for a bit. It will take you there. And it's not just, listen, guys, it's not just a soundboard, okay? They've got <laughs> sleep stories. They've got meditation. They've got words of wisdom. If you're looking for a little pick-me-up or you want to think differently about something. I want to pull up my profile for a second. You guys think I'm joking? While Jimmy's pulling it up, I just no, no, want no, to tell right people. It's right here. Yeah. Yes, if you can see it. These are my stats right now. 77 days. Can you Can you guys see this? Yeah. 77 days, 71 hours I have been on, I have used this app, okay? 124 sessions. I'm not joking. I use this app. It's a good app. 27 months, you can, mindful days. You can use it at night. You can use it in the morning when you wake up. You can use it after work if you're trying to come down. It's just a good place to sort of reset your mind a little bit. Get yourself in the right. We talk We talk about calm. This, this, this podcast has got to be the healthiest podcast going. We're giving you guys options to better yourselves, and com.com is uh, one of the main ones. So com.com slash garden, 40% off a com premium subscription. 40% off is a good chunk of money, folks, and this app is worth it. I'm telling you. Again, just try it for a month. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. If it's not for you, it's right. not for you. I guarantee you, you'll like it, though. So, and again, just to double down on it, it's 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 something all of us use. Um, it's the number one wellness app right now. A hundred million uh, people around the world use it. So again, this is not like oh whatever. Like it's the real deal. Uh, it's and again, I I love actually this the the group of sponsors that we have now between this and Athletic Greens. It's all about health and wellness. Even HelloFresh, healthy meals delivered to your door. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of our 
you know, flight of recent sponsors here. Um, I'm hoping that you guys are partaking in it. Again, I will let everybody know if you sign up for Com, you send me a receipt. Boom! You go. Phenomenal T-shirt coming your way. So again, make sure that you do that. Uh, and now I'm going to let Jimmy roll into his point here that he was about to make on the uh, Kevin Durant stuff. Yeah. I think I said everything I wanted to say about we it. We were talking about the Tatum uh, and the pairing uh, when, when, when we well, jumped into comp. Yeah, I mean, my, my whole thing is if you believe that Kevin Durant can be a good role model and be a good leader and can be all those things that, that, that can rub off on – still got the crickets going, I think. Oh, I do. You're right. Sorry. See, I don't even notice. You know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> we don't want people falling asleep the last few minutes. Of the show. I was going to say. Think, is that, I feel very relaxed of, right now. The reason why so many people aren't in on this Durant trade is, is more, in my opinion, because they don't like him as a – as they don't like him. It's not because he's not a great player. It's not because he's not a superstar. It's not because he can't help you even win a championship. Because he's hard to root for. Because he's bounced around. That's why I'm out, Jimmy. He's right. So that, there that, and, and that's about his leadership. Right. And that's the hang up I would have about bringing him in here and having Tatum sort of and having Durant kind of. You already had Kyrie. Now you're going to have Durant. I mean, you've mixed in some good leaders too. You, you know, got you got Horford. You got Kemba. You know, those are guys that you really want to pattern your your yourself after. But when you mix in guys like a Kyrie or a Durant, you wonder, okay, what tendencies are they going to pick up? What off the court? you know, things are they going to um, take with them? We, we know that Durant's not the happiest guy. He doesn't seem to like the media. He doesn't seem to like anything but basketball, at least based on what we know about him, which isn't much. And it's really, it's not really our business to be in his life anyways. But point being, is he going to be the guy that's going to sort of put Tatum in, in the right direction of, of being a complete player and, you know, on the court, off the court type thing? That, that's one of my issues. Well, and I know it's a lot, a lot of people can't get behind bringing Durant here because they just they just don't think he's the guy they can get behind. They just don't think he's. Well, the they guy don't they know if they don't. They don't know what it's going to take to keep him happy. Right. I mean, and it, it, it sounds really simple, but it's like you know, you you you're in Oklahoma City. Your team comes damn near close to winning an NBA title, similar to what the Celtics were this past year. And not only do you leave. But you leave the team that just whipped your ass in the finals and go to Golden State. And, you, and, and so then they're thinking, it's like, okay, he's all about championships because he went to the one team that clearly is built to win a championship. How is he going to fit in there? They win a couple of championships. He's finals MVP. He should be happy. No, mm-hmm. not really. He's Draymond, you know, gets under his skin a little bit. He's feeling whatever feelings he has towards that. He leaves, joins Brooklyn. He, not only does he play with Kyrie, but then he gets James Harden to, to, to come to Brooklyn as well. Lots of different things, you know, converge to, to make that trio not be all that it could be. And once again, he's unhappy. So if you if you give away significant assets, which Brooklyn wants you to, to bring him to Boston, how confident are you as an organization, as a fan base, that you can do enough to keep him happy? Because yeah. even winning, because winning isn't, I mean, it's not just about winning with him, clearly. Because if that's what was, if that was what it was all about, he would have never left Golden State. So yeah, right. you don't, you just don't know what it takes to keep him happy. And if I'm the Celtics, I'm real, real leery of going chips all in on this dude. Because I don't know if I'm going to get a significant return. And it won't be anything that I've done to piss him off. He could literally just not be happy that, you know. I still Whatever his reasons may be. Have you ever seen anybody torch three 
seemingly, at least on paper, great, good, good to great situations in, in a way that the Rams like had. OKC was a whisper away from being the next dom, like a finals team and the next dominant team in the Western Absolutely. Conference. They were they were right on the doorstep, and he left. Then they go to a place that honestly, I don't think they would have lost. Uh, they, they'd still be winning titles if he was there. They mm-hmm. would have, even with the injuries, and and he left. Well, they could have been the Celtics of the, of the eighties and seventies. They could have won five out of seven, six out of eight, yeah. because Draymond was because Draymond was mean to him. Then he literally just like fantasy, you know, like like he's playing Madden or playing, uh, you know, two uh, K. Uh, constructs his own team in Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. Constructs his own team in Brooklyn, picks his coach, fires the old coach, does whatever he wants, invents players, you know, brings them all over and builds his own team. And then uh, I hate everything here. You know, yeah. this thing that you guys did sucks. The what boomer. do you mean we did? You did it, you know? And now he's leaving there too. I've never seen anything like that in my life. No, it's, it's and the age we're in right now. And why does he, why would he have any Gerard loyalty in Boston? He wouldn't. Yeah, he doesn't even like he's never said anything good about the city. So why would he all of a sudden love it? Uh, again, and this Celtics is, over, over the last 10, ahead, Bobby. over the last 10 to 15 years here, they haven't made many insanely bad moves where you're like, oh my god, they did that. The Nets have done it every other month during the Durant Kyrie era. Chalked it up to Kyrie with Atkinson and all that stuff. Now seeing Durant demand Nash's firing, demand Mark's firing, not only is it kind of a disgraceful move, it's a complete deflection of the decisions he and Kyrie have made. A bad one. It's the really lack of accountability one. on his part bothers me. The lack of accountability mm-hmm. for them being in a the predicament they're in, that bothers me. Yeah, it's of his own. And you can see how badly. One of, that's one of those... Right. That's one of those things I worry that could trickle down. If you were to get him around Tatum, that could be one of those low key residual character traits that Tatum might pick up. Uh, so that, I mean, you talk about like bad idea genes, like what kind of judgment do you have here? Like <laughs> this is a guy who thought it was it, leaving Steph Curry and Golden State and Steph Curry, Clay, Steve Kerr, that, Draymond and that winning culture out there in the happiest place on earth with an owner that has a blank checkbook um, to, to go play with Kyrie Irving was of, was a sound. And he's still defending Kyrie. And what's he mad about that? The Nets were mean to Kyrie, you know, that the, that the Nets didn't sign Kyrie long term after all of this goofy stuff. That's insane to me. Like that's not a person of sound mind. I'm sorry. Like, Like, He's obviously a smart guy. He obviously is a basketball genius. He's one of the most talented players who's ever played. I mean, this is moronic. I mean, like, you can't honestly – you can't you can't have thought it was a good idea to do what you did, and you can't walk away from there thinking it was anything other than of your own making, and that's where the situation that you're in. You signed a four-year extension. You haven't even started it yet. Like, don't sign yeah. it. Like that's what people talk about. The idea of player empowerment. Should they be no, able to just dictate where the they deals. go? You can. Here's the thing. If you want to dictate where you go, sign one and two year deals and then just keep jumping from place to place to place. Could have don't been a sign, free agent this year. Don't sign long term deals with the team that can pay you the most money and max you out and then say I want to go. If you that's what these agents are telling their their players yeah. to do. If you want flexibility, 
Keep signing one-year deals. And then every year you can go somewhere else. Fine, do that. So that's interesting. I, that's interesting because one of the news of the week, sort of an underrated story here in terms of this, because it does look like Durant's headed for a holdout in training camp and who knows how long beyond that. Ben Simmons got his money back. So? Some amount of it. They reached a settlement with the 76ers and I'd have a considerable amount of that money that they took from him back. So Based is on what? A choice that they made a settlement. So 20, mil- 20 million. What was he owned? It was, was 20 million. Is that the number? 20 million was the number. So he was owed I, he, about 30-ish? 33. He got 20 yeah. million out of 33? 20 out of 33. And he didn't play a game. Damn. Because he can claim injuries in some in some way. Well, I mean, remember that, Kevin that, Durant's first season? He literally in he he didn't play a game. He got paid like thirty plus million. So, but how much time was Simmons, he with the Nets? Simmons literally had back surgery so he could get that money. He's like, I gotta see, I gotta really sell this. <laughs> Two months. But that's the thing. Paycheck, dude. That's stop, the nice, stop. Just a he was under one, Nets though. control for what thirty something <laughs> games. So really, it yeah. was under Philly for fifty games. Under those thirty, it was technically an injury. Um, so yeah, but still, he, he got he got a good bit of that back. Yeah, well, I don't think that it, back it Yeah, I think the Nets were paying him while he was there. So yeah, yeah. that was the hold out that he ultimately got back. So it's gonna be interesting if Durant's holding out. Silver hasn't been strong on this. I guess we haven't. It's gonna get you're, interesting. You're assuming he's holding out. We have We contract. haven't heard anything about that though. We haven't heard that he's gonna hold out. Well, what was the report from Stein? He he. He'll rather retire than play for the Nets well, again. Well, no, he, he, he tweeted out that, that that was nonsense. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that was that was bogus. That, that whole thing was bogus. That was that was crazy. Why why report stuff like that? I mean, like meaning like I mean, he's not going to retire. Even if you know, if somebody you read the article, out I, I went back and read it after, and the way he wrote it, he wasn't actually reporting that. He was basically he included it in in his article to state how ridiculous it was to think that that would happen. Yeah, but yeah, by yeah, doing yeah. so, he allowed people to like cut it out and make it a report sort of thing. So it really was unnecessary for him to include it other than to just, you know, add it to the story. But yeah, there's no way Durant's going to retire. I, I don't I don't know if he's going to hold out either, though. I mean, is that what you think, Bobby? He hasn't wavered in his stance. So he's going to give in and play for them because that's what they want, right? They want to run this back and pray that he gets convinced. And for some reason or another, there is no him right now. If he decides to hold out, that is only going to lower his value in the eyes of other teams, which means the deals that Brooklyn is getting now that they don't like, newsflash, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. yeah. It's only, and, and, if, and if you're the Celtics, that's great to hear. Because you, cause to me, it's a double win. One, it's a division rival who's going to be weaker without him playing. Two, if you decide to put a deal on the table, you can dictate it in a way that you could not have done that in August or July or whenever he decided that he wanted to be out. You're going to your deal is going to be less. And then the deals that they get from other teams are going to be less. And next and you could potentially, like I said, you could potentially make a deal for him if Brooklyn gets desperate enough to where you're giving them pennies on the talent. Dollar. Well, I'll say this. This is where I would agree with and Bobby. If 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 this once the season starts, 
you can't have this distraction if you're the Boston Celtics. You you really do have to either you have to commit one way or the other before then. You can't go into the season with this. Imagine well, training they camp ruled coaching out. Like, like they have. To- That's what I'm saying. So like I, right now, I'm fine with it. And if Durant, if if the saga in Brooklyn continues, then. That's one less team you have to worry about, as far as I'm concerned. If you're the Celtics, so I found Jimmy, the Celtics. It's not a, it's not a, dis, it's not a distraction for them though, because that's Brooklyn's. It would be. It's Brooklyn's. It's Brooklyn's problem. Brooklyn, you it's got Brooklyn's your team. Problem, you, you, your team is good. You're good with your team. Brooklyn has to figure out what the hell they want to do. That's everyone's problem. I mean, that's that's the problem with every team. Every team he wants to go to is is all set. Philly is a contender. Phoenix is a contender. And, and Celt- that's why the it's not going to be dis- right. That's why it's not a distraction to those teams because it's not like they're they've got a shortcoming. That damn, we would be a pretty good team if we had Kevin Durant. It's more like we're pretty damn good right now. If we can get Kevin Durant for pennies on a dollar, we'll look into that. We'll do that. But if we don't, we're still going yeah. to go pretty deep into this postseason thing. And it is funny because the longer it goes, and that's where I think things got interesting, is every team drew a line in the sand with, like, you'll get my second best player and then maybe a couple other spare parts, and that's it. And and I'm not not giving you five picks, six picks, pick swaps, and all of that stuff. Now it looks like teams are instead of moving forward and saying, fine, I'll give you a second pick, saying, actually, the second best player is off the table now. I'm just going to give you the future assets package, and you guys can live with that. And now Brooklyn's like, no, 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 no. Jalen was good. Jalen's good. I'll do Jalen. Uh, and, uh, you know, this. Jimmy's so, so right, though, they, John. At some they're point, moving in the wrong, Brooklyn's moving in the wrong direction because all of those teams, what they're not, they have no leverage because all of those teams are perfectly satisfied right. with the rosters they have to the right. point that they're not going to blow them up for this one guy. They won't do it. So everyone's like, yeah, I'll give you Aiton, this guy, and a pick. I'll give you a hero. On a call and a pick or two, I'll give you Jalen White and a pick. That's a, that's it. I think that's as good as it's going to get. If this deal gets done, I don't believe it's going to be a, an offer where everyone's going to be like, "Whoa, they gave a ton." I, I don't think so. I, and I, you know what? The one of the because if someone problems, wanted it bad enough, they wouldn't wait around to get beat. They wouldn't. Right. The 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 low key problem for Brooklyn that you know, and and I don't want to I don't want to get into a long diatribe about it but Danny Ainge kind of screwed Brooklyn again when he got when all he those damn over. picks for freaking Rudy Gobert yeah. not Gobert <laughs> Gobert Brooklyn's yeah. like wait a minute Kevin Durant yeah. is like 10 times the player that Rudy is and we can't even get like two first round picks unprotected we can't even get like a one time all-star and then that's traded that's all their the- picks so then you get them all back for they trade seven picks in <laughs> the Harden trade Right, so they can't even right. tank right now. They have to stay competitive, and they have to get picked. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. They're screwed. They're screwed. Yeah. They are. Screwed. They're so, totally screwed. It's another week and another Garden Report where we kind of continue to kick the Celtics, the Kevin Durant thing uh, down the road. Uh, not a lot of movement on Why, John? Because uh, we're looking at Durant and Tatum together on Instagram, and the Celtics still haven't right. ended it. So, like Jimmy said, I love what Jimmy said to attend the show there. When Trent it's hit, not over yet. Stevens, Stevens needs to podium and say, we're done. This is our team. He doesn't have if to say that. Wait until that's a lie. No, you don't say that at the beginning of the season because you don't know what the hell your team is going right. to look like when they so this start playing games. going to hang over your team all season. Like, this is that, not going to happen. Remember that's again, that's the with Anthony part. Davis? What, I, this, what Jimmy said earlier was the, the – 
you have to assume Jalen Durant, Jalen, uh, Jalen Brown and the Celtics are in constant communication. So Brown knows where he stands right now. So the rest is noise where, where things get confusing is people think like it is only the noise only exists in the media and talk shows and podcasts. And it's not. It's probably real to what extent we don't know, but it's a real thing. There's a possibility Jalen Brown gets traded for Kevin Durant. That's not made up. So it's going to linger. The Celtics are letting Jalen Brown know what's going on as best as they possibly can. But I doubt they're flat out telling him there's no way we're trading you. Um, so he's already he informed. the situation, John. That's, that's I'm right. saying he's already informed to the, to the extent that he will be. Um, you know, and but I think and every superstar it. player, if you if you and Jalen Brown's earned that right, I would say they want to know, like if they're getting up and they're giving it their all, hundred and ten percent every game for their team, they want to know that they're they're doing it for their team. They don't want to get traded to another team twenty games in because somebody came available. I mean, I, I would I wouldn't I would certainly hate that. And it's another honestly, it's, it's it would be kind of a tough look. I think if if that if it went down that way, and I don't think it, at that point in the season, I don't think it would happen. Like you guys said, like the ask would have to be lower. I think later you go into the year, and I think at some point Jalen Brown just becomes off the table. But I think if you really want to get the best out of your guys, they have to play with confidence, and that 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 confidence has to be in the front office, the coaching staff, the teammates. They have to all know that they're that that they're, that they're in this together. So. That's kind of where I'm at with it right now. I think it's completely fair game, but once we get into October and November, like I don't want to be having these garden reports where we're talking about the possibility of Jalen Brown still being traded to the Nets. I just think that would be crazy for the team. Yeah, I don't want to see them. Every other picture. What you got? What do you want? Yeah, I I was gonna say we were gonna hit on. I was gonna say the team will be getting asked every day at that point, so that's the problem. Right. The other Tatum picture, John, that we didn't get to. Which one? Wedding Marriage? Tatum. Yeah. This one. Oh, here we go. Thoughts? Look at this guy. Look at this. He, uh, he's at a wedding. Is that the you, Golden State Warriors starting five? Nah, just LeBron <laughs> and yeah. It's just Curry and Green. I know. Um, it's Curry I, Green. It's Green's wedding. I get I, it. I, I got I no problem with this. It's just They're at a freaking wedding. I don't have a problem with this specific picture. I don't have a problem with this specific picture. But I will say this. I think Tatum's hung out with every superstar, NBA superstar you can think of this summer. I haven't seen him with any Celtic player except Grant Williams. I just think it's just like, Jimmy, I, you just got, I you just know, got worked Jimmy. by the Warriors, man. You've been hanging out with Steph, Draymond. Draymond punked you guys, and you couldn't wait to hang out Jimmy, with him like a few days later. Jimmy, I'll let you off, because if you were Jason Tatum and you got into that wedding, you I go know to the you're wedding. You, of course, you go to the wedding. I'm sure they're friends. It's just again, it goes back to the optics thing. Like these guys have been hanging out together all summer. And you, wait, Anybody? Wait, you, you, that, you think that's going to like significantly impact how he plays? It goes against back him? to the KG thing, Sherrod. No, it's just like, does anything matter? Like these, like we watch these series. These and we're actually play- like we're going to war. We hate the Warriors. We hate Draymond. All the stuff. You put your hat. Later, Who's putting on their hat? Three days later, they're in Cabo. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're at each other's weddings. It's like, does anything matter? Or is it just all? We're just all making this I don't think you heard up. you, Bobby. He didn't hear you, Bobby. I didn't hear him. <laughs> He's mad Tatum's not putting on the hard hat. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sitting here going to work every damn day. Put on the hard Except hat. Except when they lose. Except when they lose. Then the hard hat is nowhere to be found. 
But you know what? <laughs> it's hard for me to get up for these games and, and like psych myself up for hating other teams when I see them all hanging out three days after they just got smoked in the NBA Finals. Hey, look, That's man, all I'll say about Tatum, it. Tatum Listen, got involved. Tatum, Tatum walked into the cafeteria Tatum's living his best life, man. and the cool kids said, "Hey, you can sit nice. here." And he's like. Really? Okay. And he, walk, and he walks right past the table with his old friends. Walk right past. his head down, <laughs> just right past him and sits down with the cool kids, okay? Doesn't even look. And all of his old friends are like, I guess Jason's sitting there today. And that's it. They'll never, <laughs> they they they'll never see him again. again. They'll never John, see him again. And you know why? And you know why they don't have a problem with that? Because they would be doing the same damn thing if they got the invite. Like oh, so that's cool. Grant weasels his way in. Grant weasels way into the end of the table somehow. It's too. a teen movie. It's a teen movie. Tatum, I like, love it. it really they is. weren't. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't having lunch though. They were serving something else at this wedding. You know yeah. what though? I think Jalen Brown might might have more of that cagey mentality though than than definitely than Tatum does. I would say. I would agree. Like I would agree with that. Like I don't yeah, think I, I think so Jalen Brown series. I think Jalen Brown took it a lot more personal when they lost. He was a lot more bent out of shape about it. And you don't see him. I know you saw hey. him with Kyrie and that's whatever. But, like, I don't see him going buddy-buddy buddy with all these guys who just beat the crap out of him. And we need Jalen to come down the stairs, take off his glasses, and just whip his hair around and show everyone how, you know. And Tatum will be like, oh, he's yeah. been there all along. You right, know, right. like, oh, I had no idea. I, I'm sorry, Jalen. You know, oh, man, I don't know. All I know is, I just got to get used to it. I guess I just got to get used to it. Man. Just, I, mean, I like that Tatum. I like that you're bringing the boomer rage here. I like it. I know that it's boomer it rage too. I get it. I'm cognizant of it. But like, it just feels like me and John man, have been holding back. We have every been week it's back. a new. Every week it's a new getaway. It's a new. It's a new. You know, opponent that we're doing a photo shoot with. It's LeBron. It's Curry. It's Whoever, you know, I don't like, know how you can it, have Gary. more problem with the wedding one than the Durant one. It's not the, f- yeah. I have a problem with them both for different reasons. And I understand, but I also understand them both. So it's like I'm torn with myself on being Look, upset about it. But the uh, how point about this? Is, what? J- who had beef? Who had the most beef of the Celtics with Draymond Green during the finals? Brown. Mm. Grant Williams. Yeah. Brown. Brown. Yeah, Grant, Brown, Grant, Grant, Grant. So it's a, it's again, you've got in, in a couple of days pictures with the guy you True. rumored to be traded with and friggin' your arms draped all over this guy yeah. who literally tried to pull your shorts down and stepped on you. Um, right. right. And, and, Another and, optics. You know. Thank you. <laughs> so it's again. It's, it's I do worry, like show some support for Jalen, guys. Like, come on. I do worry about Ooh. that a little bit. And we know how Listen, we don't know how Jalen's feeling. We don't know the level of support he's getting internally. But what we do know is that sometimes Jalen takes his underratedness, his being overlooked, personal. So, like, absolutely. And again, he is he is getting that. He has earned that <laughs> that edge, that ego, whatever you want to call that. And I I do think at a certain point, like the team and. This show disrespects Brown at times. Maybe I am warming up to it a little bit here, but not right. fan. If, if, if I'm saying stop the Jalen disrespect, you have to think it's gone a little That's when you too know. far, right? That's when you know, yeah, yeah. That's when you know, right? And he played phenomenal last year. He really did. 
stop the Jalen disrespect. No, no. Okay. It's just, again, it's, I don't know. It, I don't know. You worry if about we're gonna what get, this if is going to get team first general. team all Tatum. If we're going to get first team all Tatum for the for the next ten years, then I'll I'll put up with the the photo shoots and everything with the other with the other players. But I want to see a killer mentality out of Jason Tatum, and I haven't really seen one enough. Once in a while, it comes out. I know he gets the ball late in games. Certainly didn't see it um, in the Warrior series by any stretch. And then it was just kind of yeah. like salt on the wound to see them all, you know, buddy buddy. Chummy, just chummy. A few few days later, it's like. Can we can we have a little time to mourn here before we have to I love celebrate what whatever the hell it is you said too. I love what, what John said too about the finals. The definitive difference in those two and how they approach the series. Tatum looking a little blank faced, you know, staring off in these. And Brown even six charging until the last minutes, getting him within seven in the fourth quarter. He has more dog taking all the big yeah. shots there. Yeah. He was a mall finals. Uh, he was, and the response to Green was key too. We do have to wrap once again. Quick shout out yeah. to our sponsors, Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com slash garden. One year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs. You're talking about 75 vitamins, supplements, nutrients in here uh, to help promote health, uh, cognitive health, gut, uh, you know, gut health. Uh, energy and all of those things. So you want to go check it out. And as we're talking about wellness, we will also talk about America's number one wellness app, if I can find it, which is calm. Calm.com slash garden for 40% off your subscription. Yep. Go check that out. Terrific app. Uh, Help you sleep. Take calm before bed, wake up, boom, athletic greens in the morning. uh, And you're off to a great start. Go check it out. This is a terrific discount. You get 40% off a premium subscription. Everyone here on the Garden Report uses it. We think you should too. Send me your receipts. Show me that you purchased it using that code that we put out there, either Com mm-hmm. or Athletic Greens. I'll send you a free Garden Report t-shirt. Uh, phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Um, just uh, make sure you screenshot your receipt. Send it to me uh, uh, at, uh, at John underscore Zanis. Follow This follow is a throwback. Yeah. This is a throwback joke right here before we get out of here. Oh, wrong, wrong one. We might need a t-shirt of this. John on the Dyke bike watch. way back when. Yeah, right. Dyke watched it a long time ago, but that's a that's a good throw. With my, with my shorts, with my uh, jammies. <laughs> now we, we're going to start one. Anyway, um, thank you guys for hanging out. Um, we went a little long. Um, schedule's out. We'll be back probably uh, next week doing another show. Um, so look for that. Follow us all on Twitter, Celtics CLNS as well. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Turn on your notifications. Looking forward to the start of the season. Hopefully we've got some real news to talk about next week. But chances are we're going to be talking about more uh and stuff because it is what it is yeah. we're gonna do a couple of right. one-off segments as well before the season we'll start to preview the season as well uh an episode that is coming i promise we're gonna relive and revisit some of our worst days from last year and there were many um oh, so i <laughs> we will bring those back how I much promise. time do we have <laughs> oh my god but again uh thank you guys for hanging out thanks sherrod uh make sure again uh sherrod give him the uh give him the website fullcorepress.bulletin.com also the A-list podcast we actually our next episode should be uh, dropping either tonight or tomorrow we talked with Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer about the season opener uh, and just kind of looking ahead to just the the schedule that just released and just some of our takes on that Um, it's one of 82 games apparently according to Gary Washburn but which I take (laughs) umbrage to that's that's Uh, classic Gary 
we kind of get into it a little bit about that. But uh, so, yeah, uh, check out the latest edition of A-List Podcast with myself, Kwani A. Lunas, and Gary Washburn, and our special guest, Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Pompey is great. If you're gonna if you're gonna be following Sixers news, that's who you want to follow yeah, out there. The um, oh, yeah. He's the man. Yeah. Uh, Fullcourtpress.bulletin.com uh, again. If those guys, if you guys want to know about it, uh, again, uh, make sure you subscribe to all of our stuff. Uh, and uh, that's it. Boom. Celtics All Access uh, YouTube channel. Check that out. We'll see you guys next week. Take care.